Welcome to the Next Level Show, a health and fitness podcast with a little bit of life. Hosted by Jonathan Alvarez, Gabriel Contreras, and Mike Nillis. We hope you enjoy this episode. All right, welcome back to the Next Level Show. And real quick, before we continue on with the conversation we were just having off air before the little red button went off, I feel like we should introduce ourselves very briefly because it's been about, we're about 60 something episodes in. We rarely ever, because people are saying like, oh, I like this guy with this voice, but they can't pinpoint who's who on the show. And I don't, we don't, we address each other, but I feel like it's too much when there's already three people, it's, that's it. If there's not, if it's two, it's different, but so just for the listeners that are new, that don't know, my name is Jonathan. I'm the first one listed on the next level show. Uh, hi. <laughs> All right, two lovely co-hosts. Go ahead, gentlemen, introduce yourselves. I'm Gabriel, Gabriel Contreras. I'm number two on that list. And uh, closing out, saving the best for last is... I'm Mike. Hi. Basically, Mike and I are the the chocolate part of the cookie of the Oreo, and then Gabe is the filling in the middle. The people. Well, it's not. It's the best part. Yeah. So we're just giving some love there. You're the you're the bologna in our sandwich, brother. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. I feel so great. Oh man, it's so refreshing to hear such great quality audio, brother. It's been a long time since I've been able to hear that that New York. I know it's been like, uh, like I said, like I, I don't sound like I'm talking through a tin can anymore with my uh, crazy retarded. I don't know what it was. Let's just go ahead and go with the um, internet collection with the Wi-Fi. It, it, I think that was a missing link. I that think was. that was it because it was hard for the signal to go through. I guess apparently, right? So exactly. So we were having a debate. For anyone that cares, we were talking about uh, Gabe. Send us on a thread about One Punch Man versus was it Goku? Superman. Uh, was it Superman? Yeah. Is it was it Superman? Yeah, it was Goku. It was Superman. Okay. So if for people that love like, you know, heroes and like a little bit of anime, they've done this before with uh Goku and Superman. Goku is an anime from Dragon Ball Z for people that don't have that reference. Superman, everyone who knows who Superman is. And I don't know, I always have a bone to pick because Superman has won some of these battles, these fake made up battles that I just don't feel that Superman is cool. Like I like Superman, but I realistically watching these animes, I feel like these other characters would be super OP. In my case, Goku, my defense, I feel Goku would really just kick Superman's ass in general. No, I mean, like, what those two that you're referencing when Goku fought Superman. So this one where One Punch Man fought Superman, it was more like for fun. I think it was a fan vote. Um, the fans voted One Punch Man crazy. I would think, like, Superman would dominate a fan vote, but whatever. Um, the one where Goku fought Superman, that was actually – so these these there's this channel on YouTube called Death Battle, and they break down – like, they try to use as much um, – Logic, I no, guess, logic on. and analysis to determine a winner between two characters. Now, I guess my gripe with DC in and of itself, anytime it's DC versus Marvel for just about anything, DC always wins because they're just so overpowered. PS. Exactly. They're just overpowered. It's just, it's just crazy, which is, I guess, kind of like why I, I don't like it so much because it's, it's like, well, where's the challenge? You know, it's just everyone is just super powerful. And that's basically the case with Superman why he beat goku because he is 
I think we were just kind of like just breaking down as to why. I mean, I've said, you know, Superman, it's, it's in certain comics. He, he flies through the sun to clean his uniform. So and that just kind of like just shows you how powerful that character is. I don't like it because it's like, what kind of a challenge can you pose to someone that will fly through the sun to clean his uniform? Now, sure, there are certain iterations he's written that could have, that was the way that he was written at that point in time. And he's gone through, they've leveled out his power levels at certain kind of point in times. I think they took away his power levels at, at recent, uh, when I say recently, I want to say like two years ago. I don't keep up with the Superman comics that much anymore, but I don't know. It's, it, it's, it, it's a cool channel. It's a cool show, something just to kind of pass and something to kind of create debates as they create it right now. Yeah. It's interesting. I, I like that they, someone actually takes the time because there's a lot of time on their hands to be doing this. But my thing is that Goku, all he needs to do is give him a little bit of kryptonite, put it in front of his ass. And then there you go. It's so readily available. Well, I'm saying like, if he just knew, even though on Goku's defense, he's not a cheap shot. He wants to test the person's ultimate strength. So I give him that too. I was just about to say that even if Goku did know about kryptonite, he wouldn't use it. Bro, if Goku, if for people that know, now, I'm about to geek out right now. On if you have you have you seen Super, Dragon Ball Super? No. Okay. You none of you. Have, at one point, Goku reaches Ultra Instinct. Basically, this is the state of being where he is. His body functions without thought. Like it's just pure reaction timing. It's perfect. He moves at an incredible speed. So I think if he was to summon this state and he was on the verge of getting killed by Superman, he would wreck his life without even moving. He can summon basically energy without even physically seeing himself move in space. So like now Goku is just on another level. If you're talking about Dragon Ball Z Goku, possibly, but Dragon Ball Super Goku, it just got stupid with all this. I'm not sure if they used that one for the last fight because the super is more recent, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. But check it out and see. Because, again, I, I might be totally off on this. Um, but I, I, they used him. I think he was he had pink hair. Okay, he was a Super Saiyan God. Yes. I don't. Yeah. So that that that's basically it. I and I and I do like the Dragon Balls. I I more watch the movies as opposed to the series itself. Like I like the. Uh, I think the last movie was the Brawly. Was that Broly. it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I I enjoy that one. But Man, you know, you but see, like you doing that, you don't appreciate <laughs> the movies as much, man. Like you have to watch Super. It's already dubbed. Watch it. Do yourself a favor. Keep yourself entertained. The episodes are super short, so you'll knock it out really quick. Very cool uh, sagas within that that show. Um, I think it's not like it, it's not like watch, the originals, like where it took like three episodes for some of them to make a move. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a little bit more action packed in my opinion. They have a lot of comedic relief there too. But watch it; you'll appreciate Broly a lot more. I'm, I've been waiting for Mike. Mike stopped watching it. I wanted him to go through Super so I could watch the final movie with him. I, uh, yeah, I, I have it in my queue. I kind of scroll past it as I go to other animes. Uh, Disrespect. I could knock it out pretty quick if I really sat down and wanted to. I'm just, I'm interested in all these other ones. Um, I don't know. It's it's on my list. I got I got so many so many shows on my list right now. I need to watch fucking... Honest opinion, what was your guys' thoughts? Sorry, Gabe. What are your guys' thoughts about Batman versus Superman? The movie? It had the... It, it was bad, but it had the best Batman scene period to date with uh, the warehouse scene. So the warehouse fight, that's basically 
the best Batman scene, in my opinion, including the the Nolan Batmans. So I, I just enjoyed that part in and of itself. I loved, like I mentioned to you before, um, Henry Cavill as Superman, perfect casting. I would want him to continue on being Superman like forever. And I like the, I, I like Batman, what's his face? Um, ben Batman, Affleck. Ben Affleck as Batman. But the movie itself, it was just... Uh, Have you seen the latest uh, extended version on HBO? They made the full uncut. So it's I actually thought it like wasn't going to be released until much later. No, it's, oh, it's right out. now. It's on HBO. Okay. It's the fully. It's like three hours and like 15 minutes or something like that. Yeah, it's Snyder super cut. long. Um, I, think, I think it made it better, in my opinion. I personally didn't have a, a real issue with the movie. I even bought the movie when it came out because I just love that. I do wish the fight scene. My only thing I wish the fight scene between them both would have been longer, but I guess realistically, come on, like how, how much more could they really have fought without Superman just killing Batman? Like realistically, there's like just no way, but I just feel that they try to DC. The only issue that I have with DC is that they try to catch up to Marvel and Marvel's been at it for years. They should have done a very slow approach, just like Marvel did building up the, up to the justice league. I think that would have done phenomenal because they have the the technology and the money to do so. They just try to jump the gun with it. I feel. But what's crazy is they're they're animated is just beyond like that's that's basically the top notch. The way that they're the Marvel is ahead of them in um, I guess live action. They're way ahead of Marvel or anyone else in as far as they're animated, um, both their TV shows and the movies itself. So it's like, just apply the same principles, the same writing team that you would have for an animated film, but just put it into live action. Cause the live action ones are just awesome. But this one, yeah, not so much. Uh, like Batman is, I mean, I'll watch it again. If it's on TV, I'll just for sure watch it. But Justice League, no thanks. I'll, I'll, I'll do a hard pass on that one. Yeah, Justice League was definitely not what I, I hated the villain. I thought the villain was super bad. Like, yes. It was just, I would have preferred when they did like the cartoons with the, the opposing side. Was it the League of Doom or something like that? The Doom League? Uh, what um, was it? I forget the exact League, name for them. I think it's League of Doom or Legion of Doom. Something yeah, like that. something like that. Oh. In, the guys that live in like the, the swamp thing. Yeah. Yeah. The cartoon. Great yeah. cartoon. Great cartoon. Yeah. Anyways, um, for our listeners, yeah, as Gabe is pondering this thought, I know, I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no, I was going to ask you guys, well, I was going to say to you guys, you know, talking about lists and stuff and going back and watching stuff. Last night, I just watched uh, Jurassic Park with uh, with my daughters and they enjoyed the first, it. The original the first one? one? Yep, the original one. So I've been trying to like have them um, watch like old movies that, you know, we've we've enjoyed in the past. And, you know, you got to be careful with uh, certain movies. I'm not going to put like, you know, Total Recall for them to watch because that's my child's way. play. <laughs> no thank you <laughs> you know what i mean but uh they they really enjoyed it and they want to move on to see the other ones i told them we're gonna go ahead and skip jurassic part two that's just it just never happened we'll just go ahead and move on to three and then the lost world and then you the didn't new, like the you didn't you didn't like three two? two hell no that was terrible it's the one with jeff goldblum only and basically t-rex is going through a city it was just stupid in my opinion it was just trash i didn't think Pass. it was that bad I, I didn't like any of them except the first one, to be honest. I mean, I've seen all of them. Well, the uh, third the, the one, first... it kind of goes back to the same premise, the same island, uh, yeah. the next two, right? And then the most recent ones with Chris Pratt. I think I like, I, 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 I like those. I mean, they're, they're enjoyable. Though nothing's going to beat the, the, 
the novelty of the first movie, the idea that it was yep. created unique. It was first of its, after a while, it's the same thing in every mm-hmm. movie. Essentially there's that big bad dinosaur that it's the main one. That's the last one. I thought it was just a fun movie to watch. Exactly. Yes, it's just a it fun is. movie to the watch. Last two. Yeah, very well. Like obviously, you can tell the technology has really changed from the first one to the recent ones. They, mm-hmm. they look more realistic, of course. But yeah, no. You unfortunately with some of these movies, you just can't. Once it's the first one, now a great series of movies that I love. The first. Some people will debate the third one, but the Terminator series. Yes, Terminator if, 2. And I wish and I wish and I wish with all my heart that they could recreate exactly how the first one was but with better just No, listen. The first one I love the story. It was the original Terminator. He Arnold was bad, but the freaking part where he takes his eye out and he becomes the like more Terminator like you can see the robot skin the the, the graphics <laughs> Yeah, just yeah. down. Like, <laughs> literally, the whole movie just goes like I just lose it at that point. If they could recreate that, the same story, same everything, just with better technology, it would do. Story's awesome. Yeah, well, part two is basically was one of my favorite movies. Like I would put that on anytime at any point and watch the whole thing straight through. I love part two. Um, part yeah, one part was two. really part, part one two, was really good. Was the best. Yeah, part two was the best. Uh, part one was good. Uh, really good I, i'm not trying to downplay that one uh the rest one yeah they kind of just was all over the place uh which one was i want to say f- was it four where he comes back and he's good and he tries to save them john spoilers john from um judgment day but the plan was to get him into the bunker is that four or five well whichever mm. that one was i enjoyed that one the salvation the, i think that was three no no three was the rise of the machines and that's with the female terminator yes yeah, I think that, that, was end, it. that was it. Yeah, I think that was yeah, it. Yeah, they, they get tricked into going into the bunker. Yes. Um, and then they're at the, the very end, they're t- like talking to people on like intercoms. Yeah, so I like that one. To figure out what's going on. Have you guys seen I, the last I, one? I, per- I personally, I bought all those movies. I loved them. Um, some people really hated on the third one. And I'm like, no, oh, I, like, I like that one. I thought it, was, I yeah. thought it followed the series of yes. movies very well. Terminator Salvation with um, Christian Bale. Christian Bale, it was okay, yeah, was, uh, but the fact that some of the Terminators that they try to make did not have Arnold, it just it's not Terminator without Arnold. This is true. Not, it just can't. They made an animated like a like a fake. Uh, what is it? A CGI Arnold? Mm-hmm. He was yep. just fucking straight off the Olympian 1984 stage, just jacked yep. as shit. He definitely was. It was so aesthetic. Like I was just like, wow, this guy's like better than the real arnold then they made genesis with emily clark which i thought was pretty great yeah Um, people hated on that one too but they recreated the first movie in a way so i thought that was badass um which one was the other one the last one that they made is it fate of something i liked it too different but i'm glad they had the same writers from terminator 2 that was badass yeah it's it's it's, uh it's good stuff um dark fate that's the name of it yeah I liked it personally. Had Arnold, they had a really weird tie-in with how why he was so old, and made, which made it make sense in a way. But people were gonna hate. There's there's some tough movie critics, man. It's like, come on, people are trying things out. You know, with those when those kind of movies, like uh, you know, it, it's take it for what it is. Like you mentioned with the Jurassic Park, the most recent one. It's a fun movie. Just go. I'm not there for the writing. I'm not there for, 
you know, the storytelling, I'm there to just enjoy dinosaurs and some explosions and that's, and Chris Pratt being Chris Pratt. So. Yeah, even with the whole Game of Thrones last season, I understand the people that watch. I know Mike that waited years before the last season. I can see the disappointment in the ending. I get it. But as far as like I went into it with zero expectations, I had my what I thought would have been better. But I enjoyed the production of that show. And as as an if I was like one of the actors, I thought that was like a fun experience being part of that project. Like that, I guess the way that Mike feels about that is how I felt about Toy Story Four. It was just I did not like it whatsoever. That's the last one, right? The last one. It was what? I waited all this time for all of that. Part three was the perfect ending. And then they wanted to come it back. Was. I wanted them to come back. But then it's just like I, I just I just didn't care for it too much. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it for a, it was a funny movie. It genuinely made me laugh. Yeah, no, it made me laugh, but I guess I was so heavily, you know, invested, emotionally invested in all of them. Yeah. The best one is the first one. You know, it's hard to pick a best one because part one, as great as part one was two, you have Jesse coming in and bullseye three, you know, with Lotso and the way, the the way three finished. I, I hate it. I hated the, the plot of three. I liked the ending, how they made it super dramatic. That whole bearish crap was just so whack, in my opinion. <laughs> it was just so whack. But it is what it is, man. I think that we always have critics. Mike's kind of over this conversation. <laughs> I, I just don't have an opinion on Toy Story movies. so Because you don't like it or because you never watched it? or I'm just not super into them i guess i remember watching like the first and the second one when i was younger but i haven't watched either of those movies in easily 10 to fucking 15 years i I don't even know when they came out is there a movie that when it's on either tv or you're scrolling through netflix or whatever and you're like oh i'm gonna put that on each and every single time Um, that you guys always watch always want to watch forrest gump shawshank redemption oceans 11 Ocean's 12 and 13 are on Netflix. They just put it back up. Yeah. I hate how they do that. They always put like, they'll put Fellowship yeah. on, but they won't put on Two Towers and Return of the King, but then they'll put Return of the King on, Two Towers, but no Fellowship. Same thing with the Ocean's movies. It's a fucking ploy and it's not going to work on me. Oh, wait. <laughs> One movies that I watch, definitely the Terminator movies, the Matrix movies, the yep. Underworld series, as far as movies goes. Did you like, like all of them or did you just like the first two? which ones but on the world there's a uh, four right now four. yeah did you liked all of them all four of them um i kind of lost interest once they killed michael the hybrid i want to like, say that was in the third that was in the third one he kind of disappears like very he was my he was like the coolest character i think i love kate beckinsale in general so i watch any of her movies you know it's a, a rom-com i don't care no shame in my game like i'll watch it anyways her british accent is so hot, man. If you, if it, all, all a woman has to do to me is talk to me either in Aust- with an Australian or with an English accent, and man, you have just bumped your level of, of attractiveness on you gotta, the scale, and you will probably serenade me into marrying you. You got you to gotta be careful because English accents are kind of like American accents. It depends on what region they're from. Of course, of so course. So sometimes it sounds like they're not even speaking fucking English yeah but no, they are it, it, it's some certain parts i think the london accent i think yeah she's from like birmingham or london or something it's like a like a more upper class type place i think <laughs> i know we have some listeners on the 
in the UK. Hi. Yeah, and they probably got really offended by me saying Birmingham. Birmingham. Yeah, it's supposed to be like Birmingham, darling. Bonjour to all of them. <laughs> Hola. <laughs> oh man. Anyways. Anyway, let's get back uh, this into is health some and fitness, right? Yeah, let's get back into some helpful shit because we've had a lot helpful, healthful, and helpful. Um, for the listeners that don't know, Mike does a great job at doing the show notes. If you haven't already figured that out, scroll down and you can see exactly where we get into the nitty gritty. I'm is... probably gonna start saying that at the beginning of the show so people can skip ahead. I was if they don't want to hear about, uh, you know, anime death battle versus hero debates. Mike? It's the, it's the third episode in a row that you've said that. I know that because I've listened to each episode twice <laughs> from doing the show notes so well. So, so, you know, Mike, what we need to do, I guess, just jump into the beginning. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we'll, we'll make like an edit, like pause, rewind. Nah, just kidding. We do this raw, baby. All right. Going back to health. <laughs> Going back to health. The topic that we actually had in mind before we went on a completely different direction is the for the people that come to me and or want to argue the fact that eating healthy, you know, preparing your meals and obviously doing the steps versus it's or they say that it's easier to buy, you know, fast food it's more convenient it's less expensive dollar per dollar you know comparison that's the re- and that and that's the reason for why they don't you know they can't do it or they don't want to do it or they don't find the the value in doing so in my debate to that is always going to be that in the long term it's going to come out to be more expensive to go the cheaper route now you know, when people decide to spend a little bit more money on their meat quality, probably, which I think is, I would argue a little bit more important than the vegetable aspect of it. You know, if you're going to be buying whole foods, definitely finding better sources of meat. Um, if you are someone that has a lot of meat in your diet, is going to be, it's going to pay off in the future. It's a little bit more pricey when you compare at the moment, but you know, studies and statistics show is that a healthier human being just is, is it's going to come out cheaper for you as the individual and as an, as the, as the world as a whole, you know, because when you are sick, you essentially are costing more for the medical side of things for pharmaceuticals. You are having to be living on these type of things. The quality of life goes down. You no longer are contributing to society in an optimal way um so that's i'm not going to try to take the like you know sum it all up but what do you guys think about when someone comes up to you and presents this information we kind of briefly touched upon this with the your interview with um karen the nurse Mm -hmm. right where we were saying how yeah sure i guess it can be um it can be more costly in a, a certain 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 areas right it could be more costly either financially because things better quality items will cost more if you're going to go to like you know go to whole foods if you go to places like a, a sprouts or trader joe's or whatever right you know if you just shop strictly from there sure it'll be a little bit more financially costly than other places or it could be costly in, in terms of your time if you say you know what i have a budget of um you know 100 bucks that i want to spend on groceries um but if in order to meet that it meet meets whatever whatever it is uh, that I want to buy, 
with this budget, I need to go to Target, I need to go to Publix, I need to go to Costco, I need to go to all these kind of places instead of doing all in one shot. You are, you know, you're, what's costing you more there is your time. So it can be more costly in a, in, in a couple of different areas, but as you alluded to, or you mentioned, you know, you're, you're paying more now, but you're gonna reap the benefits later. It's essentially an investment that you're making in yourself, just like as you would with hiring, you know, just like an awesome coach like John or Mike, just to kind of hook you up with some training, you know, you're paying more there, but you're, you're getting a better bang for your buck by going to professionals, by going to a better source items than just taking some kind of like a cheap route. Now, is it right that, you know, I can go to McDonald's and for like five bucks or, you know, KFC or Taco Bell and get like a full meal and it, that same five bucks probably won't, won't be as stretched as much if I go elsewhere. I mean, yeah, that's not right. You know, we can probably argue about that all day, but you know, the fact of the matter is it just won't serve you as much, you know, eating that it'll kind of give you a whole bunch of negative aspects. Like for instance, you, you know, you're be more inflamed, you'll be more, you know, prone to eat again, maybe some other, other uh, hyper palatable food, because that's basically all it is. It's just engineered to make you want to eat more. Um, but these, you know, you're, you're much better off going to better quality food, better quality vegetables and meats. And speaking of the meats, do you know of a good place to get some good quality meat, Mike, uh, Mike or John? I'm glad you asked. I do. It's called Butcher Box. Pay a monthly fee and they'll send you grass-fed, grass-finished beef every not, month. Not an ad. Um, you can get chicken and like other like stuff from them, but why, why would you do that? <laughs> no, my thing. Um, yeah, I agree. I do have the butcher box, uh, and I just because this, the the high quality meat, like steak itself, is going to be more expensive um, at a at a grocery store. That's for sure. Like if you compare yep. the price for people say, oh, butcher box is expensive. If you do the math and break down for what you're getting, and you compare the little individually packed, you know, steaks compared to one at, at the grocery store, it is it's it comes out way cheaper. Um, go ahead, Gabe. Well, to the people that says, yeah, it comes out great cheaper, but what if I were to go to um, the store and get a great value version of a high quality item, I'm going to pay a hell, you know, there's going to be a price difference. Why? Because the quality is going to be much better on the mm -hmm. one that costs a little bit more, right? Mm -hmm. I can go to like, you know, the dollar store and get like, you know, a dollar of whatever, but someplace else gets the same item. It'll be more. Why? Because it'll be just a better quality item, right? If I go to the dollar store, it might, you know, for whatever, if I get like a, I don't know, a notepad there or a pen, I'm sure it's going to break after like, you know, a couple of uses. Well, if I go somewhere else, I'll get more use out of it. So yeah, dollar for dollar will be, you know, more expensive, but the, you're paying for the quality, just like as you would with anything else, right? Mm -hmm. No, I think that's a, it's a very good point. And I was just going to say like at the bottom line, when it comes to when you're that person that's saying these things, you have to just simply ask yourself, what is it that you truly value? when it comes to, because we all pay high price or premium price for something, whatever it is that we care for, that we like, that we value. And some people just don't prioritize their overall health because they rather put that, those, which at the end of the day, you're able to do whatever you want. You're an adult. You get to spend, uh, decide where you spend your money. But my thing is always, there's a list of important things that I feel like you shouldn't go cheap on in life in general. And this is just my personal opinion, food being one of them. Obviously, if you have a family that you're providing for, maybe you can't buy everything organic, but buying just 
whole foods versus buying the little packaged uh, food that lives on your shelf that can live in your pantry for God knows how long. At the, at the end of the day, it's going to be better. And there's a lot of things when it comes to the grocery store that are pretty cheap. And, and as a, in bulk, when you do compare, you know, potatoes, certain, you know, vegetables, when you buy in bulk, uh, when you buy uh, meats in bulk, it comes out, you know, cheaper. Rice. And you can rice another one that's super cheap so there's definitely sources like you know eggs are usually pretty cheap overall if you can't buy organic eggs you can buy a sheet of eggs for your family it's not it's going to be better than than probably buying like pre-made uh refrigerated eggs or frozen eggs whatever i've seen those and they just look like i don't know that restaurants like like a dunkin donuts may use um the, the, all the little fast food places that have the free, it's just like, you think about that. And it's like, um, you know what I hate whenever I go to like either any kind of these places to get like a breakfast sandwich, like a bacon, egg and cheese or whatever. Mm-hmm. I hate the bacon that is in, in like a, like a Dunkin Donuts or Starbucks or whatever, because it's all like gross and chewy and it's just disgusting. It's definitely um, not the best as, as it would be fresh. No, not at all. Like uh, I, I remember having, uh, I think like a bacon, chicken biscuit I, in this place called uh, Maple Street when I was when, when I drove up and I and I turned to uh, to my daughter because she just loves bacon and she would be okay with having like a bacon you know sandwich from like a Dunkin Donuts and I'm just like oh I, I don't like that um, I said this is this is good quality stuff over here this is what you need to have not that other crap yeah no I'd rather go pay more at a if I am going to eat out I'd rather go to a good place that's going to make me fresh food even though it's not the most optimal at the big in the in the big uh, picture but I'm paying a bit more at a at a different fast food chain that's going to give me better quality Mike um yeah I feel like sometimes those uh those those big or sometimes like just like the general uh food that you get is is sometimes like a a reconstructed product to almost look like bacon mm-hmm. so it's like bits of pork that was blended up and then like pressed into like a bacon sheet or some something like that because it's you can tell when it's real bacon and it, I, don't, I don't know what the hell that shit is but and i i can see the argument for vegans and vegetarians making the argument against meat if you're comparing that meat absolutely it's yeah. definitely yeah. not ideal yes, exactly. but now this is like the thing not to go too far but this is why quality matters context matters when they're making this debate you have to look as you know everything and when you're comparing high qualities and high sourced you know foods normally they do they as a, on a health marker a human will do just fine uh based obviously with the quality of food so i think that it's also you know you have to value put in value your health if you're going to make these decisions where you can justify spending a little bit more um pay pay attention to simply on take a week or take a month on each where you go all in with fast food and junk and just convenience and cheap and then take a month where i'm going to purposely try to eat all whole foods doesn't have to be completely organic on everything but just mainly whole foods, you prepare your meals and then pay attention to those two months and see how you feel. Wasn't that a, a, on Netflix, the super size me where the duty ate McDonald's for like a month straight. Yeah. But he did it and, to excess too. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, excess. You, he did as big as he could do it. Oh, I guess what I was just alluding to is, you know, yes, that would be a good way to compare the two. Um, but you can kind of get a, get a gauge. Sure. It's an extreme version. Like you said that he, he did it to an excess, mm-hmm. but you can kind of like see in both his, um, his demeanor 
in his health as to how that negatively affected him. Now, I guess we're not saying, you know, to go, you know, super strict and crazy, you know, because we, I, th I think all, all three of us would more advocate for a bit more of a flexible kind of like a style, mm -hmm. but uh, maybe not, you know, off the jump for someone that's brand new, that would kind of like make me give them an excuse. Oh, but they said I can kind of like eat whatever. So let me just go crazy over here on the, on the processed foods. Right. So, but it is true. Like, you know, I've noticed myself whenever I have any kind of, um, you know, I, I started, I think like I posted, um, you know, a picture of, of a meal that I had when I kind of came back, I was eating all, all crazy, super indulgent when I was away. And I came back and what was I craving? I wasn't craving that food. I was craving like, you know, like a salad with like, you know, beets and just, um, you know, olive oil and just some sea salt and just something fresh, something that I prepared myself as opposed to, you know, going out to the restaurant and getting something or, or going any kind of a fast food place. Um, those are the things that I was craving because I know the, how it'll impact my body uh, positively, right? Um, one, I'm enjoying the taste of it because I'm, I'm picking things that I do, um, that I do like. And I guess maybe I'm enjoying the taste of it more because I know how um, it'll make me feel afterwards, right? So if something makes you feel great, you kind of tend to enjoy it a little bit more, um, the taste of it, right? If that makes any kind of sense. So I just, th those are kind of things that were just, uh, that I crave, that I wanted. Have you guys experienced any of that? No, when I do go on certain trips or if I'm indulging in a lot of, you know, fast food, junk food, and as well as out combining alcohol, I notice stuff that my I definitely don't feel as sharp. It starts to reflect also even on my skin, like how I start breaking out. Usually if I'm eating relatively well, my stool is good, my skin is good. And those are the first two things I will notice right away is those two things start to diminish, go in a bad way. And I start and after that, it's usually uh, my energy and also my my joints and everything start to get a little bit of fatigue. If I'm trying to incorporate training during all this, it's still because I love to work out. I notice that even my training starts to suffer. I don't feel the pumps the best way. My joints start to hurt a lot more. So it definitely, I've been able to tie these connections. So I think a lot of times the people that also want to eat these foods that are good and they market it very well and they taste good in the moment you're also looking at food in just the way of of taste of the value of you know that that perception of you know what food should be i guess it should always taste amazing it should always be this and most but people if they really looked at my diet they think that because i post a picture here when i have like a well-decorated plate whatever it may be i don't eat like that all the time usually my my meals look very ordinary very bland values that are associated with food that's when people usually start making long-term and more, you know, sustainable approaches to their nutrition. They start making the choice out of not just their taste, but on all these other factors that it affects their life. And then, you know, when you hear people say, oh, well, you know, if I eat uh, healthy, it, it doesn't taste good. It's so bland. It's boring. Or I don't like vegetables. I'm like, well, what the hell does that mean? That, that, that's kind of crazy to say that, right? There's like, you know, 50 million of them. Pick something. That, what is it that you don't like? You don't like bitter stuff? Okay, fine. Don't go to bitter. Go to some, something else. You prefer something that's sour, something where it's a little more sweeter. Um, you can kind of like, you know, add olive oil and butter to what you're making this. And it'll, I'm, I guarantee that it'll taste good. You know, someone that says, I don't like kale. Kale is just, you know, nasty. Well, have you tried cooking it in olive oil and garlic and, you know, put some red pepper flakes on it and then some sea salt? Uh, guarantee that, you, you know, you, you'll probably, you know, change your mind about that. So I had these, um, when we were, again, we were away, I had uh, these Brussels sprouts 
that were just uh, baked. And they, I think they added like a little, like a hint of like lime in there or something. And it just take, it took the taste of it just to like to another level. And I just, I, I love Brussels sprouts. And then just adding that lime flavor to it would really kind of like took it to the next level. So it's just, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was just pretty awesome. And something that I start w- want to incorporate into, into my, uh, whenever I, when we make them here as well. So I guess the point that I'm trying to make is that, you know, you can, you can have them and you can customize them to whatever it is that you would want. You can kind of like find something that you do like, and you do enjoy. I'd rather have a client that says, you know, I have no vegetables. Oh, but now I'm eating carrots. Now I'm eating broccoli. Okay, that's a good start. Let's just take it there. And I would want them, kind of like what you said, is notice how that, how, that, how does that make them feel? Oh, I feel a little bit better from eating this just one broccoli. I wonder what having more broccoli. I wonder what having more, a different, uh, a different vegetable, how would that would make me feel? And that would kind of like open up the floodgates for them in order to, to have these items that will uh, bene- benefit them in more than just the hedonistic pleasure of the food itself. I think it's kind of funny when people make the argument that it's more expensive to eat healthy. Cause like, yeah, you can take $5 and go to Taco Bell and eat like a King. Um, I don't need to go into detail about why Taco Bell's a, you know, not the best choice to make, but. Cause you're your toilet. Yeah, exactly. But I'll, um, I'll, I'll use myself for example. I can, I can get groceries just for myself for about a hundred dollars a week. Um, if I'm getting three meals a day out of that, that's 21 meals. If you divide a hundred dollars by 21 meals, that's like $4 and 75 cents a meal. Um, so yeah, I do have to cook it myself. It costs a little more with time. Um, I also have to stop being so lazy, which I think is another part that plays a huge factor in this is people just being fucking lazy and I'll, I'll just say it cause I was lazy once. So it's not a valid argument in my opinion. Yeah, there's there's definitely a case that you can make if you're if you're eating organic wagyu beef, like you're doing some some stuff that's super extra. Um, but it, it's just not it's not the case from what I found. And I think the real problem becomes when people try to start eating healthy, they start buying air quotes healthy food in addition to all the garbage that they were eating more they see that grocery bill and they're like, wow, the healthy food's more expensive. My bill is so much more. It's like, no, you're still buying the fucking Oreos. And now you're also buying broccoli. Of course, your bill is going to be a little bit higher, but I do think that it's a, um, it's an obvious answer or it's an obvious uh, question answer relationship to me because you can kind of just look at like the current healthcare situation, if anybody's ever paid any attention to the news about, uh, you know, this medication costing this much, and it's a life-saving medication for people that, you know, maybe it's like heart disease or high cholesterol or something like that. And then, you know, that that stuff that you can easily have avoided if you just paid a little more attention to the way that you eat, um, as opposed to just eating like an asshole. And and then this becomes one of those things where it's looking at the short-term value of something versus the long-term value of something. Everybody's so focused on what they want right now that they don't really give a shit about what's going to happen to them in 20 years. Um, and that's where, the, that's where the price starts to add up. Like, yeah, it is much cheaper to eat like an asshole sometimes, but long-term it's not. Um, it's, just, it's just not the case. And you don't want to be the person that's you know, going in and out of the hospital for the rest of their life. On and those, those freaking hospital bills start acting, ass, uh, adding up real quick. Yeah. Absolutely. And I mean, it's um, the, when, when you initially brought up this topic, I had the, the, the idea of, of like comparing a person who 
buys a used car versus a person who buys a new car. Like, yeah, the new car is going to be, you know, three, $400 a month. And you have to pay that every single month. The, the used car, you just pay like $1,500 once, and then you don't have to worry about it again until the transmission blows, until the brakes go out, until you need a new battery. All these things are going to start happening a lot sooner. And the cost eventually is going to add up to at, at least to equal the value of a new car, if not more. Um, plus, you're going to get a lot more headache involved. You know, anybody that's gone out to their car to go to work and it doesn't turn on, we've, we've all been through that. Nobody enjoys that sort of stuff. And the same sort of thing happens when you have some sort of medical event because you ate like an asshole your whole life. I think it's important to note that people that say, you know, Gabe gave some, some options for people that say that certain foods are bland and, you know, to spice it up and make it, you know, more enjoyable. When I hear that, I just kind of a grown adult telling me this. Oh, I know. I don't like this, these vegetables. Um, I'm like thinking like, I understand a child telling me that. Like I was a picky, <laughs> picky kid growing up. Super. Yeah. I saw one onion on my food. I would scrape it to the side, any type of fat. I would scrape it and cut it off and move it to the side. I was picky. I was a kid. But also if you're a grown ass adult and you're going to like public places or to, let's say your significant other's family's house and they're prepping you a meal, you do you want to be that person that doesn't get to enjoy the dinner because they made something that's too much condiments or they added a, a fucking vegetable to your plate and you're that person that's like suffering through that whole event that's the what actually surprisingly that's what actually got me to be not like not to be picky anymore because i would go to like my family in colombia and in guatemala or just to other friends house that their family would cook these very like uh crazy meals and i always i i hated being that person that was suffering through that meal because that it wasn't you know it's not a bland meal and you, it, at home it's different you can scrape your things off whatever no one's watching you but you have like <laughs> other people watching you just not eat their food you're scraping things to the side you can't enjoy yourself i was like you know what i just gotta try it and your palate can change and you'll be surprised that you can actually tolerate a lot more than you think at the bottom line you're an adult eat like an adult for crying out loud. Like I see some grown people that never grew their palate and expanded. You're limiting yourself to a variety of things that is going to allow you to embark on a health journey. Because if you are picky and you're trying to be healthy, your options are going to be very, very limiting and very, very boring. And the likelihood of you actually sticking with it is not going to be likely because if you can enjoy the variety of greens and potatoes that exist, different types of cuts of meat, um, you're going to be eating chicken broccoli, you know, and brown rice. And that's what your perception is on health. And that get me wrong. Everyone will get bored of that. Eventually no one can adhere to that. I only, I know people that only eat chicken. That's all they eat. Chicken, chicken breast. That's it. Cause they don't like the fat on chicken thighs. And I'm like thinking like, man, they don't like, yeah, they don't like the fat on chicken thighs or the dark meat or whatever. It's just what? chicken breasts. Yeah, that's, oh, and they eat Jesus. so plain. I went out with a girl once. We went to Chipotle. I load my Chipotle bowl with peppers, pico, you know, cream, uh, sour cream, of corn, all the stuff, as much as I can get. This person legit, their, my bowl was like super stacked. It was heavy. Their bowl was so light. It was this, this chick I remember, I can remember, just a white rice, the black beans, and a little bit of chicken. And I'm like... That's it. I I paid, I paid almost nine dollars for that. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> now you're like, it's like, I mean, let's load that. I'd rather pay for double meat and stuff like load that sucker up. But I don't know, man. Like I just, I have, it's very hard for me to sympathize. Sometimes I understand meet someone where they're at. But if you're a listener and you're, and you're about growth and wanting to become better, eat like an adult, like grow past the hot dogs and pizza and, and, and you know, chicken nuggies. Chicken nuggies. I remember our friend Karen said that chicken nuggies. I'm like, Jesus, Karen. <laughs> Damn it, Karen. <laughs> I wasn't picking at her, but that's just something that I say, like, you know, people say or, or reference them. It's just, yeah, like you said, just eat like an adult. Um, try new things out. And that, that doesn't mean like, you know, if you're going, if you're that person that is all about hot dogs and, you know, chicken nuggets and, and, you know, I don't know what the fuck else. Um, you know, it doesn't mean you have to go to the opposite end of the spectrum. Just kind of like, you know, dip your toe try something out see what you see what you like i would for this per, for this for these individuals i wouldn't tell them to go out and buy in bulk right because what if they buy in bulk like you know um a crap ton of whatever and it's like oh i don't like this at all okay well then just try it if you don't like it then cool and if you do like it okay now you can start buying in bulk i think like you know i mentioned um uh you know when i posted a picture of my food uh i forgot uh was it um in the forum Yuritsa? Thing she commented, she was like, "Oh, I like it all except for the beets." I'm like, "Dude, you need to get yourself some pickled beets. It'll change your life. I mean, it's just it's just amazing. It changed the way that I viewed beets. Period. Because now I can have beets just plain, and it's just great. So I would highly, highly recommend if someone doesn't like beets, try the pickled beets, and it's just uh, it's just an amazing flavor. And then if you want to drizzle, you know, a little bit of salt on them, uh, just to kind of up that flavor, then that'll be great. But um back to your kind of thing. Like you said, eat like an adult, same people that say, you know, water tastes like bland. Well, water is supposed to have no taste. I mean, like, you know, it's not supposed to have a, you know, it's not supposed to be fruit punch or iced tea all the time. I remember a client that she would tell me like, I don't like the taste of water. I'm like, it doesn't taste like anything. Do you not like, do you, I mean, for those people, I'm like, do you walk around with like, you know, a, a, an air freshener under your nose all the time because air smells like nothing? Like, you know, like that, that make, that's what I, that's kind of like where I think when I, when, when people say that it's just kind of like crazy, but I, whatever, I mean, like not to downplay, not to, not to shame or, or, or whatever these people, it's more of like have them to expand and try some new things out, try water for something other than just the taste. I overcame so many things just by literally sticking it in my mouth, chewing on it and like swallow and if i gag because i really didn't like it then i knew okay i don't like it i don't like i don't like cooked tomatoes because to cook tomatoes and raw tomatoes are very different like when you have a, a cooked tomato it's squishy and i was just very grossed out by the the, the, the con the, the context of like just having that the substance i guess like the texture i'm sorry the texture in your mouth and i was just like Ugh. and it literally anything like that would make me think of chicken fat and i would just want to just let it out but I literally just went out. I'm like, I can't do this anymore. I just literally just fast, quick. And then eventually I got over it. You know, a lot of people don't like certain textures. I get it. There's certain foods that I'm not a fan of. I just don't gravitate towards. Like for me, eating a coconut, I just don't enjoy a coconut. It's whatever to me. Like people are like, I love coconut. I can live without coconut. You don't like the coconut flavor? Like if something something is coconut flavor? I, I don't or? No, no, I don't mind the flavor. It's just like when you put flakes and shit in my food, like I don't care for it. Like that's a texture I don't genuinely enjoy. I'll still eat it. If it's served in front of me, I'm not going to be picking the coconut out. But you just, 
I'm, I'm an adult. I'm going to fucking eat it. <laughs> it's like but I'm not but you know, that's food. a valid claim. You know, if you say, I don't like this texture, then fine. Don't think like, you know, everything is not that texture or mm-hmm. you can adjust it by the cooking of it. Like you mentioned with the tomatoes itself. If you want to enjoy a tomato, but you know, you don't have to have it cooked. You can just have it raw, like you, like you said. So that's a much better claim or a much better critique as opposed to just saying, I don't like vegetables. I, I think that... <laughs> Go ahead, Mike. Sorry. I just I just you. imagined a very dark timeline in which all foods had the consistency of cooked tomatoes. <laughs> That's like what I, I don't know. I I don't want to make fun of anybody, but that the that would be like the the train of thought of like, oh, I don't like healthy food, it's all bland. I I don't know where I'm going with that, but it it just it was a funny thought to me. So <laughs> I, I think that that's also a reason why people are make the try to use the, the expense with that. They tie it into those things, but back to, you know, you know, the, 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 the pricing and the value dollar for dollar. In some cases you will get away with buying, going cheap with going to a place that's going to serve you your food that's already made and you go home and take it. I get it once in a blue, you're going to do that with your family because you're tired, you're exhausted. It's understandable. We're not saying that we're saying as, as, as a whole, if you, that's all you do, you're setting one, you're setting yourself up for failure. Another thing to keep in mind, if you're doing this because you have kids and you're single, you're also setting up your kids. Sorry to tell you for failure, because then they're going to pass on the same habits. Yep. I would say, give your, you know, it's a motivation of a parent. I'm assuming I'm not a parent myself, but I'm assuming Gabe, you want your, give your daughters the best fighting chance you know, and let them, you know, and give them all these nutrient dense foods so that they don't at the age of, you know, 15 and on, like they're already starting to have like certain health issues, diabetes, you know, maybe overweight, whatever the case may be, you're, you're gonna, as a parent, you're going to do your absolute best. And I'm assuming you've made some adjustments in your own personal life to, to accommodate, you know, that. And that's exactly what I did. That's the same thought process that I have with both of my daughters. I want to be the best um, representative, for example, of health to them as I can. You know, I can tell them as much as possible. I can, you know, they can learn about this in school, whatever. But if they don't see it firsthand, they don't see someone implementing these kind of things of always, you know, gravitating towards certain type of foods, having certain type of habits, um, then, you know, why, why would they listen? If I'm not doing it and I'm the person that's, you know, supposed to be leading, leading by example, then why the hell would, why would I expect them to do it themselves? Right. So, and, and it's, it's pretty common knowledge. I mean, yes, eating healthier, more vegetables, more, you know, whole foods, everybody, I, I want to say it's not a lack of knowledge that this, that of, of why people don't do it because people for the, for the most part understand if you have those two things, you're going to be healthier. So why would you not have that for your, for your kids? Like for my firstborn, dude, when she was eating like, you know, top of the line, you know, when I say top of the line, I mean like, you know, greens and, and, and everything, no processed stuff, whatever, the, her first couple of years, you know, she didn't know what the hell a piece of candy was. She didn't know what a piece of chocolate was. She didn't know, you know, processed anything. Everything was just, you know, sure it was processed, you know, something because it's baby food. But she was, and she was fine. You know, she, she turned her face at me and she said, I didn't like the taste of it. She didn't say, I, I, I don't like the texture of, you know, you know, cooked tomatoes. Um, she didn't say anything like that. But, uh, it, you know, she, it, it, because she didn't know any better. So, and I guarantee, Mike, if you, you know, when you have your, your, your child, you know, you introduce these kind of foods, you know, they're not going to, you know, what the hell do they know, right? Mm-hmm. They just, you're just giving it to them. 
So they're not going to be, you know, adverse and saying, telling you, they're not going to tell you, I don't like vegetables. One, because they can't talk, but two, because they can't, you know, communicate that. And they don't know um, what the hell a, uh, you know, a Taco Bell, you know, grande tortilla, whatever the hell it is, uh, tastes like that they would rather, you know, just, it's just, it's just crazy how they can understand that. And it wasn't until like, I want to say age like three or four that she had her first piece of chocolate and I had it on video and it's pretty funny when she has it. Um, but it's, it's just, you know, kids just don't know any better. Just lead by example and show them what's, what's a better option for them. Yeah. I think, uh, I think I'm going to speak from personal experience on this and I'll go a little bit away from like children's eating habits. Although I do think that's a perfect example of how, hyper palatable food is you have a video of somebody reacting to chocolate for the first time i'm sure it's an amazing reaction because it is so delicious compared to you know carrots or something like that but um speaking from personal experience i was somebody that did not cook for myself for a very 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 long time and i was eating out a lot i was eating food that others had prepared for me um taking that extra step doing my own grocery shopping cooking my own food was a very intimidating prospect because I didn't know how to cook. And I think that's one of the things that kind of gets people caught up too. Um, and I, I don't mean putting something in the microwave or like an oven ready meal. I mean, literally like cutting my own broccoli, coating it in olive oil and throwing it in the oven. Um, and with that, that's something that you need to view cooking, cooking as, as just another skill that you need to, to practice to get better at. And I will tell you straight up, I have eaten plenty of meals that taste like feet because I tried to make something and it did not turn out good, but it was all that I had for dinner that night. So I've, I was an adult and I fucking ate it. Um, but over time I figured out that was way too much basil or way too much time or not enough heat, whatever the variable was that I overused. And now I can, I can pretty much just throw broccoli in the oven and eyeball it's done this and know that it's good. And I know that's very like a very basic example, but that sort of applies as you gain more experience with everything. I don't need to like worry about how long the chicken's been in there. I can fucking poke it and tell it's going to be undercooked because it always is, but the, the, it's a skill that you need to hone and you just need to kind of get over your fear of eating something. That's not the most delicious thing you've ever eaten in your life for the sake of, you know, maybe in a couple months, maybe then it'll be the most delicious thing you've ever had in your life. And then you'll also have the pride of a, you made it yourself and B, you taught yourself, which is a really powerful moment to have. It just it just creates you more, uh, you know, more skills and more capability, more self belief within yourself. I feel that's another value, you know, that's going to outweigh, you know, always reverting the easy route with food and with anything. The fact that you're actually making an effort, I would joke around that. I can. I'm very fortunate that I learned how to cook at a younger age because I don't. I don't depend on the woman to cook for me in the Hispanic culture. It's very common for us men to not be able to cook. You know, we depend on our moms, our grandmothers, and or a woman that's going to take care of us. But I feel like it's something powerful for us fellas, for the women too, taking pride in the kitchen. Even if you're not the most passionate about cooking, you know, if you do like Mike did a breakdown dollar per dollar meal per meal, it's going to come out technically cheaper. Look for specials, look for options that are stuff that are on sale in that grocery store for that week. Use coupons. There's many ways to save money uh, in that moment. But not only that, the healthier you are, the better you are, the more you take care of yourself, your body's going to last longer, you know, as like, just like if you take care of a car, if you don't, if you're 
constantly up with the maintenance. You're constantly doing what it needs to do. Your car can last you very, very far. It can take you very far. Same thing with your body. You don't want to be 40 years old and have all these chronic health issues that, you know, you're spending all the extra money you have on trips to the hospital, medicine, your insurance policies are ridiculous. Like you got to think about these things now, depending on where, what age you are and what part of your life, there's never too late to start making some subtle tweaks and adjustments. You just have to really ask yourself important questions. Like what type of quality of what, what quality of life do I want to live on this earth for the time that I have? And when you were talking about like, you know, making your own food and stuff and being how proud you were, no lie. It wasn't until I was, I want to say like maybe 19 or maybe even 20 that I didn't know how to make scrambled eggs the right way. I always used to make like an omelet, a burnt omelet mm -hmm. every single time. <laughs> it was just terrible. And finally I learned how to do them. Uh, when I was living here by myself, you know, and, and my, my family was up in New York and I was down in Florida, that was the scariest part for me. It was one being alone and, you know, away from them for so long, but also what the hell am I gonna have? I know what the hell, I, I know how the hell to cook. I was so damn proud and happy of myself when I learned how to make rice by myself without any kind of like, you know, a rice cooker or anything or whatever, just making it by myself. That was a, a pretty big highlight for me. Uh, but just, I had to just find ways to do this, certain kind of things. And, and sure, I, I kind of rotated through maybe the same, uh, same meals over and over again, but uh, I had to be conscious of, you know, I had a certain budget that I needed to, to maintain. I wasn't just going to go out and just either A, eat fast for all the time or B, just be kind of like a little bit lazier, but way more expensive by going to like a Whole Foods or a Publix and just getting, a, you know, the prepared meals. They're, they're still Whole Foods, but they're just, you know, packaged for you and they're just packed and you're paying for the plastic and shit. <laughs> exactly. Right. So you know, I, I, I couldn't do that. So I had to just find a way to, to make things happen for myself. And, you know, you just got to whatever works for you, John. I wanted to add for my single guys out there, you want to save money dollar for dollar and you want to have a fun date, you know, buy the food, prepare the food, invite your lady over your lady friend or your girlfriend, whatever, and have a meal. I'm guarantee you one, she's going to appreciate the hell out of that meal more so definitely you need to learn how to cook here you don't want to burn your fucking meal and give her some some coal but i think that it's a good it's a good trait if you want to compare outings because i know people spend tons of money eating out because it's just a safer bet but i've tried it in the most recent months that i'll instead of going out i know that i'm going to make a much more satisfying meal at my house with you know vegetables and high quality like a nice big piece of steak that would cost me probably like forty dollars on average at a restaurant just the steak itself not even the drinks a nice bottle of whatever i'm going to be drinking that day and I have an amazing time so this is like outside of just the general but creating a budget for yourself that you're gonna stick to look at make a grocery sh uh, list ahead of time when you go to the grocery store buy your foods, take care of your body, set yourself up for success. Think long-term with anything that you do with your fitness, with things that decisions that you're making in life. And that way you just, you pay the price now. And with the discipline, with anything that you do in life that you put yourself through it, look at the, at the payoff in the future. Well said. I think that kind of sums it up for, you know, this we kind of went on in different tangents but i think that hopefully you as a listener got some value from this episode you can tell that we're very passionate on this particular subject and if we offended you i'm not sorry um 
please leave us a five-star rating and review with that being said. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Like you can always reach out to us if you have anything, any questions, of course, we'd love to have, you know, more ideas to discuss that would help you optimize your life. We're all right now on this show, the people on this recording this podcast, we are in that journey with you right now. We are constantly learning. We are constantly figuring things out. These are things that pieces that we were able to figure out uh, a couple of years back. And some of us, you know, it's, it's literally a journey. It didn't happen overnight for us. So something to keep in mind, something to keep you motivated that this is, this can be possible for you as well. So with that being said, Gabe, finish us off. Yeah. Uh, what sort of footwear would a Frenchman wear at the beach? That would be Philippe Philops. <laughs> I got to play on words. <laughs> Mike, you have something? Uh, no, I don't. Oh, <laughs> uh, come on. Well, if you like this episode, like I said, leave us a five-star rating and review. That helps us to continue to grow on the charts. If you want to keep up with us on Instagram at The Next Level Show, follow my personal page at John Alva 7 Gabe's at Prime and Glory, and Mike is at Mike Nellis PT.